0: But we started a series last week called Jesus, and we've been talking about the life of Jesus. We've been talking about his life, who he is, who he is not. Last week, we began week one talking about Jesus, my friend, Jesus, my friend. And so if you were not here last week, you can go online uh, to listen to that, or you can go on the podcast to listen to get you up to speed. Uh, but today, in week two of this series, we're going to talk about Jesus, my shepherd, Jesus, my my shepherd. Uh, go ahead and flash this first item on the screen there, this first picture on the screen, if you, if you will. The first picture on the screen. Do y'all know what that is? A it's a, not a duck. No, not a duck. Next one. Next one. Anybody else? Anybody else know what this, this animal is? It's a lamb. It's a lamb. Isn't that a cute lamb? That's cute. It's got a smile and everything. Cute little lamb. Just look at that. Just that peace, just calm. Would that? Would that trusting? Yeah, you said trusting. Uh, would, would, would that? If if that was in your backyard, would that make you happy? See, when I flashed that picture on the screen, I heard kind of mixed mixed emotions. I heard, oh, or that's cute, or I hear these different words in there. But but to a a, a, a shepherd. One who watches these particular animals, he would see this animal, and he wouldn't be so moved so much by how cute it is. All he be, would be thinking of, man, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Because this little cute little lamb grows up to be a sheep. And sheep are a lot of work. You, you, you can take that picture off but I don't want people to get distracted, uh, distracted by the cute little lamb. But that's a lot of work. Sheep are a lot of work. And so today in our, in our talk together, we're going, to, we're going to talk about Jesus, my shepherd. Jesus, my shepherd. And I want to get into this. If you have your Bible this morning, go with me to the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. John, chapter 10, verse 10. When you're there, say, I've got it. If you're not there, say, give me a few short seconds, Chris few short seconds. John chapter 10 verse 10. If you don't have a Bible you can follow along on the screen. Verse 10 says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is Jesus talking. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, and I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. One flock and one shepherd. And so today we're talking about Jesus the shepherd. Now, if you read the Bible or you've been in the Bible for any period of time, you, you, you'll hear references uh, in the scriptures in regards to the shepherd and the sheep. And oftentimes it is a reference to God or the Lord being the shepherd and his people being the sheep. Uh, Psalm 100 verse 3 says that we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. The sheep of his pasture. Now, as I said at the beginning, sheep are a lot of work. Sheep require a lot of attention. Uh, one thing about sheep that uh, we need to understand is that sheep are, they are defenseless animals. There is nothing fierce about sheep. Sheep can't protect themselves. Sheep can't fight. Sheep aren't vicious. Sheep are just defenseless animals. Not only are they defenseless, but they're also, uh, uh, they, they, they're, they're directionless. They don't have a good sense of direction. And so, what that tells me is that sheep need two things, two specific things that sheep need. Sheep need a flock and they need a shepherd. Sheep need a flock and they need a shepherd. Sheep uh, aren't the most intelligent of animals either. Uh, most people say that sheep are dumb. I won't go there to say that sheep are dumb. Uh, but, But they don't always make the best decisions, and they don't always make the best choices. And what I find interesting is that the Bible at times will refer to people as sheep. Now, before you get offended and before you get upset at that, let me just remind you that, as I said earlier, sheep don't always make the best choices, nor do they make the best decisions. Does that sound like anybody else in the room today? We don't always make the best choices nor make the best decisions. And so what that tells me is that in many ways we are just like sheep. We are just like sheep. We are like, like sheep in the sense that we need a shepherd. We need a leader. We need a flock. This right here is a good flock. We need each other. Sheep. Need a lot of attention. Sheep need a leader. They need a shepherd. Uh, I, I was uh, hearing and reading some things about sheep. I don't know much about sheep in regards to personal experience. I'm a city kid. I, I was raised in the city, born in the city, raised in the city, like I, just in all the city. So I don't know about being raised on a farm. Anybody raised on a farm? Anybody raising a farm? Right? Anybody raised sheep before? No, no, no sheep. No sheep, okay well so so what I read about sheep is that and this is interesting that that sheep can be taken to go eat in a pasture somewhere and and sheep will just begin to eat their particular area, grass in their particular area. they'll eat and they'll eat and they'll eat until there's no more grass. But sheep won't move on to the grass next to them. They'll stay in that same area and continue to eat dirt. And then when that doesn't become uh, enough for them, this is not to gross you out, but they'll even eat the waste of the other sheep because all they know is what they were taken to and all they graze on is what's in front of them. And unless the shepherd comes and says, wait a second, sheep, there's more grass right next to you. The sheep will stay and eat in the same area till there's nothing left and eventually, if nobody helps this sheep out, the sheep will eventually die. And there's grass right next to him. Sheep need a lot of attention. Sheep need a good leader. Sheep need a shepherd. And so Jesus in John 10, 10, he begins to tell us, he says, hey, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the one that can lead you well. He opens up in verse 10. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, but I've come that you may have life and have it to the full or life more abundantly. So so Jesus now is, is drawing a line in the sand between two different leaders. He said, There's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You follow that leader, you go that route, it'll end in destruction for you. He said, But I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Man, I've got you. He drew the line in the sand. And that was an important distinction for Jesus because just like sheep, we're followers. We're followers, you are a follower, I am a follower. Whether we're following people, we're following things, we're always following something. The question we need to ask ourselves as people or sheep, or let's just call ourselves sheeple, is who or what are you following? Who or what are you following? See, I I don't want to put an emphasis on the lack of intelligence that sheep have. I don't want you to walk out of here today thinking uh, all about dumb sheep. But I would much rather you walk out of here today thinking about the good shepherd. The good and patient shepherd. The good and patient shepherd. I threw the word patient in there because I think that's important to understand is that he is so patient with us. He's good to us, but he's also so patient with us. Why? Because just like sheep, we don't always make the best decisions. Because just like sheep, we don't always make the best choices. Just like sheep, sometimes the decisions that we make put us in some very, very bad situations. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that appears to be right. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. And see, some of us are living in the zone of what appears to be right. Many of us believe that the situation or the decisions that we've made are are the right decisions for us. Some of us believe that the relationship we're in is the right relationship for us. Many of us think that, that, that the career choice or the path that we chose, that that is the right decision for us. But the Bible says there is a way that appears to be right. And so you have to ask yourself the question. Did I make the right decision? Did I make the right choice? Did I follow the right people? Or like sheep, do we make some bad decisions and bad choices? But here Jesus is throwing his arms up saying, hey, I'm the good shepherd. You need to be led The right way. You need to be led by the good shepherd. And I'm the one that can do that for you. I'm the one that can lead you in the right places. And so can we just talk for a few moments about the good shepherd? The good shepherd? If you're taking notes this morning, just write this down. It's going to be as simple as all get out. As simple as all get-out. But here's how we're going to talk about the shepherd. Number one, write this down. The shepherd is good. The shepherd is good. If we were to expound on the word good, we would see words like wholesome. We would see words like beautiful. We would see words like true. The shepherd is good. That's what makes him worthy. We were singing songs, worthy, 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 worthy. Well, why do we keep repeating that? Why do we keep singing that? Because he's good. The shepherd is good. Matthew 19, 16, just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus responds, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. And if you want to enter life, keep his commandments. So he's saying, look, nothing you can do is good. There is only one who is good. That's the good shepherd. He is good. He's wholesome. He is true. That's one thing that we can bank on about Jesus is that he's always going to tell us the truth. He's always going to tell us the truth. All throughout scripture, you hear him say, truly, truly, I tell you, truly. He says, what I'm saying is true. It's true. It's true. And that's important for us when we live in a society now in a culture full of lies. Like we don't know what to believe anymore. We don't know what news is real news or fake news. We don't know what to believe. And we're about to enter into a season of presidential campaigns And let me just forewarn you, you you're going to hear a lot of lies. Don't put your stock in men. Don't put your stock in all these leaders. Don't put your stock in me. Because none will ever be as good or as truthful as the good shepherd Jesus So when you're, if you're walking in a, in a place where you don't know what to believe, you don't know what is true, it, it was just this past uh, few days ago, many of you heard about it in a school district, right, right next door to us, there was, there was a, some threats that went on of a possible shooting, right? And so we live in this culture, you take that stuff seriously. And so as we were trying to gather information about it, we were hearing all these these different news things and we're reading different things or whatever, and and none of that was true. And I thought to myself, man, man, all these, these false news reports and all these false rumor things, man, really worked us up. What's true anymore? What's the truth? Jesus says, Truly, truly, I tell you. Meaning if you want to bank on something somebody says, bank on what I say. I'll never lie to you. I'll always speak true to you. Why? Because the shepherd is good. He's good. He is patient. He takes time with sheep. The second thing we need to know about the shepherd is the shepherd protects The shepherd protects. Verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock. And, 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 and here's the thing, uh, the, the shepherd and the hired hand, the, the hired hand is the one that says, look, I don't even own these sheep. I don't I don't have no stock in these sheep. And so danger is coming. The wolf is coming. The hired hand is like, yo, I'm not about to die for these sheep that I don't own. And Jesus says, I'm not like that. I won't abandon you. I won't leave you. I'll protect you. I'll guard you. I'll keep you safe. I'll defend you. Don't look to me as a hired hand. Look to me as the good shepherd who will protect. And as I said at the beginning, sheep are are defenseless animals. They don't have a good defense. All they got is teeth. Sheep actually bite other sheep. They're brave around other sheep. But you know what sheep do whenever danger comes? Sheep really don't even run away. Sheep actually get together in the flock and they run in circles, hoping they're not the one that the wolf gets. Oh, he's not going to get me today. He's not going to get me today. They don't even go anywhere else. They just run in circles. They panic. They panic. They don't know what to do. They're defenseless. But the good shepherd says, I'll protect. I'll defend. I'll keep the wolves away. I'll put my life on the line for the sheep. And that's what Jesus does for us. He defends us. He protects us. He guards us. There's a passage of Scripture where it talks about the gate and sheep entering in through the gate of this particular fold or sheepfold. And, and, and when I was reading about sheep, uh, what it says is that shepherds will take sheep and they'll go graze somewhere. Well, oftentimes they have to make a temporary uh, a, a sheepfold, a temporary place for the sheep to graze. And so the sheep will make this temporary thing and actually the shepherd, uh, the shepherd will, will lay, at, lay his body down at the edge of the gate. In other words, if he didn't have anything to close the gate, he himself will sit at the gate entry and lay his body down so that no sheep could leave and nothing else could get in. If anything tried to get into this sheepfold, it would have to cross through the shepherd first. That's the protection of the shepherd. That's the guarding of the shepherd. That's the defense of the shepherd. And Jesus says, I'm that gate for you. Nothing's getting in the gate. Nothing's going to come in and harm you. Nothing's going to come in and attack you. Nothing's going to come in and get you. Why? Because I'm the good shepherd. I'll defend you. I'll protect you. I'll guard you. John 10 28 says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. The shepherd protects. He defends. He won't abandon you. He won't leave you. But he's got you. He's got you. Some of you have heard this illustration before when it comes to sheep. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, one particular sheep will actually leave the fold and begin to kind of graze on his own and just kind of wander. Sheep are these wanderers. And so one particular sheep will will, will wander off away from the rest of the fold. Well, that puts the sheep in danger. That puts the sheep in harm's way. And so the shepherd will, will leave the rest of the sheep and he'll go and find the one sheep that wandered off he'll go and find it. That, that sheep is just uh, is, is so important to him. He, his responsibility is to care for all the sheep, not just the majority of the sheep, but for all the sheep. And so he leaves the 99 to go get the one, right? Well, here's what's interesting. He goes to get the one sheep that wandered off. And when he finds the sheep, he grabs the sheep and he snaps his leg. He snaps the leg of the sheep and lifts up the sheep and takes the sheep back to the fold. But he breaks and snaps the leg of the sheep so the sheep will remember. It's not good that you wander off like that. It's not safe for you to be all by yourself. And so he snaps the legs so the sheep will remember, so the sheep will know, man, this hurt, but it could have been far worse. The shepherd breaks to protect. Could it be that in our own lives, the good shepherd has broken you to protect you? Could it be in our lives there are certain things that we've gone through that we've experienced It really has been God's brokenness towards us to protect us. So you'll remember. See, some of you know what it's like to be broken. Some of you know what it's like to have the good shepherd break you. Understanding and realizing that that brokenness was for our own protection. But see, that's the good shepherd. The good shepherd protects. The good shepherd defends. The good shepherd watches over you. The good shepherd is good. The shepherd protects. The shepherd leads. Psalm 23, 1 through 3 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. We, we know this passage of scripture. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. The shepherd leads. Remember, the sheep aren't directional animals. They don't have a good sense of direction. They need someone to lead them. We, as the people of God, we need someone to lead us. We need to be led. We need to be his followers. But the one thing that we got to understand is that Jesus is trying to lead us towards a better life. And some of us don't get that yet. Some of us don't realize that the good shepherd is leading us to a better life, a more fuller life. And many of us refuse that leadership. We refuse to follow that path. Only forgetting the fact that the good shepherd has has our best interest at heart. But the good shepherd leads. He leads, remember, the sheep eat and eat and eat in that one area until it's all gone. And they'll stay in that one area until somebody comes and leads them to another green pasture. And my question to you today is It are you allowing the good shepherd to lead you? Are you allowing the good shepherd to guide you? The good shepherd leads. He leads. Who are you following? Who are you following? What are you following? Jesus shows us a better way to live. The good shepherd leads. Fourthly, write this down. Not only does the shepherd lead, but the shepherd knows you by name. The shepherd knows you by name. 10.14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. My question is, do you know him? Do you know the good shepherd? Like really know him. He knows you by name. You are, you are on his scope. You are part of his focus. He's got his eyes on you. He knows you. My question is, do you know him? See, the Good Shepherd doesn't just look at us as just one big old group. He doesn't just look at us and just kind of generalize us and say, oh, well, that's that's Arise Church. I just see Arise Church. No, he sees each individual person in this room today. He knows you by name. He knows you intimately. He knows everything about you. That's why he cares for you so much. Because he knows you. He knows you by name. Verse 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. When sheep are taken out to the pasture and the shepherd leads them, oftentimes different two or three shepherds will actually come together and take their sheep to graze on the same field together. So you have different flocks of sheep that belong to different people. And so all the sheep start to intermingle and they start to eat together. Well, one of the shepherds decides it's time to go, it's time to leave, and it's time to get his sheep. All he has to do is speak. And it doesn't matter how many sheep are flocking together, his sheep Will come out of that flock. His sheep will come out from the rest of the sheep and follow their shepherd. Why? Because they know the voice of their shepherd. My sheep know my voice. They know him, and so they follow him when they hear him. It doesn't matter who else or what else is around. It doesn't matter what other distractions are around. They know the voice of the shepherd. My question to you is, do you know the voice of the good shepherd? Do you know the voice of the good shepherd, the one who is good, the one who protects, the one who leads, the one that knows you by name? Do you know him? Because like sheep, oftentimes we're defenseless. Like sheep, oftentimes we, we lack direction. We we are directionless. We don't always make the right decisions. There is a way that seems right. It's a way that seems right to us, but in the end leads to destruction. And all the good shepherd wants from you is to follow him and to know him. The good shepherd wants you to know him. Well, how do you know the good shepherd? How do I get to know the good shepherd? Well, you can know the good shepherd by reading his word. You can read this right here and get to know him really well. Reading his word, you get to know the voice of the shepherd. Praying, talking to him, you get to know the voice of the shepherd. You can also know the voice of the shepherd through wise counsel. Who do you have around you? Do you have godly men and women around you that can speak life into you, that can speak encouragement to you? See, when situations arise in many people's lives, one of a few things happens. The first is when there's a problem or a situation arising, a lot of times we want to just fix the situation ourselves. I got myself into this mess. I'm going to get myself out of it. And when we can't do that, then then we, we try to turn to other people. We think that people are the solution to our problems. We think that, 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 that other people have the answer, that other people have the ultimate fulfillment for us to satisfy us. We think that the relationship we get ourselves in, that's the answer to all my problems. That's the solution to everything that I need. And so we turn to other people. And then sometimes if you're going through a situation or a trial, Some people just decide to live with it. Hey, this is just what it is. I'm just going to live with this pain. I'm just going to live with this issue. I'm just going to live with the situation. This is just, this is the life I chose. This is what it is. I'm just going to live this way. But it's interesting to me that the author and creator of all creation. The good shepherd that knows you by name is right there. He's right there, and he knows everything. It's interesting that oftentimes he's always the last resort. We'll go through all these other filters before we decide to turn to and talk to the good shepherd. And I believe a lot of that has to do with the fact is we don't really know him that way. But this morning, I want to encourage you, get to know the good shepherd. Get to know the good shepherd. He's good. The shepherd is good. The shepherd protects. The shepherd leads. The shepherd knows you. The shepherd is patient. He loves you. This morning, let's get to know the shepherd. Let's get to know the shepherd. If there's somebody in this room today that doesn't know the shepherd, the good shepherd. If there's somebody in this room today that doesn't fully know, doesn't know him that way doesn't know him enough to trust him. Today can be the day that you get to know him. That good shepherd is Jesus, and he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Let's stand to our feet. This morning, if you want to know the Good Shepherd and you want to get to know Jesus, you say, yeah, Chris, at times I feel like sheep that are defenseless. At times I feel like sheep that have no direction. Yeah, I've made some very, very bad decisions. I've made some very, very poor choices. And I need to be led by the Good Shepherd. Well, today can be that day for you. If you don't know Jesus is Lord of your life, if you don't know him as the Good Shepherd, I want to invite you to get to know him, to get to know him, so that you can be forgiven of your sin, so that you can be made right with God, and so that you can have a new life in him, a new life. All it takes is you acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God who came to the earth, who lived a perfectly sinless life, who died on a cross for your sin and for my sin. He took the punishment that we deserved, He took the wrath that we deserved. And he died on that cross. He died for our sin. He died for our shame. He died for our guilt. But three days later, he rose again. And because of that, we can have a new life in him. If that's you this morning, you want to get to know the the good shepherd. You want to get to know Jesus as Lord of your life. I'm opening this altar up. I'm going to encourage you to step out of your seat, come down to the front, and I'll pray with you. Just a few short moments.